It's about us learning how to step into the spiritual solution. And the spiritual solution really eliminates the need for all of the things that we might fill the hole in the soul with. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts, Michael L. and Lee M. On this show, we try to uncover some inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community. We are not affiliated with any 12-step or recovery programs, but you will hear them mentioned throughout the course of an interview. On today's episode, Lee and I are discussing the daily reflection for March 31st, No One Denied Me Love. Before we get to the episode, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd love to get a rating, a comment, a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. You're going to be helping us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, good morning, Lee. How's it going? Good morning. It's going pretty well. Good day so far. Fantastic. What's what's up for today? So it's March 31st, and uh, I think it's just you and I hanging out talking about today's daily reflection, and it's called um, No One Denied Me Love. Fantastic. Well, do you want to get us started? Sure. So here's the daily reflection, No One Denied Me Love. On the AA calendar, it was year two. A newcomer appeared at one of these groups. He soon proved that his was a desperate case and that above all, he wanted to get well. He said, since I'm the victim of another addiction, even worse stigmatized than alcoholism, you may not want me among you. And that's from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, pages 141 and 142. I came to you, a wife, mother, woman who had walked out on her husband, children, and family. I was a drunk, a pillhead, a nothing. Yet no one denied me love, caring, and a sense of belonging. Today, by God's grace and the love of a good sponsor and a home group, I can say that through you and Alcoholics Anonymous, I am a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a woman, sober, free of pills, responsible. Without a higher power, I found in the fellowship, my life would be meaningless. I am full of gratitude to be a member of good standing in Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. It's beautiful. It really is. And I love this about about AA, it's we're talking about Tradition 3. It might be good if we clarify what Tradition 3 is and how it applies specifically to this reflection. You, you want to take a look at that? Do you want to read the long form maybe out of the 12 and 12? Yeah, I sure. Mean, yeah. Our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism. Hence, we may refuse none who wish to recover. Nor ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group, provided that, as a group, they have no other affiliation. That's so good. And then if we just read Tradition 3, just as it's written you know, on the wall, usually, um, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Yeah. So what do you think as you read the reflection, then, you know, what comes to mind for you? Well, the first two things... They're talking about the original AA member in his second year and suffered from, well, we'll just say he suffered from addictions outside of alcohol. And while he felt stigmatized and I guess felt like he might be rejected by AA, that didn't happen. So we're talking about other substances and how those don't prevent you from becoming a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and using the program to recover. But there's also the the statement afterwards. and. This person, a woman, obviously, talks about 
other things in addition to being a pill head. She talks about uh, walking out on her, her husband, children, and family. And at the time this was written, that was probably frowned upon from a moral standpoint. So I'm sure she felt in some ways that she might be precluded from participation in AA because of the moral factors. So I think it, it really does speak directly to the fact that you know we don't deny anybody membership if they have a desire to recover. How do you relate to this? How does it resonate with you? I think I feel exactly the same way you do. I mean, I I agree with everything you're saying. And I mean, the tradition itself, um, the only requirement for membership is desire to stop drinking is exactly that. That's the only requirement. So everyone's welcome. This is an all-inclusive recovery opportunity. And I think that from, from a position of being sober for a few years and having you know worked through the steps and continuing to work the steps, my life is clean today. So I really feel welcome to be a member of almost any organization that would invite me to be. But when I got here, I absolutely felt like I was damaged goods and that I had made some very, very bad decisions. And, you know, my moral compass was not always pointed in the right direction. I was definitely addicted to other substances. You know, I felt like a horrible human that really didn't belong anywhere. And I was living such a a double life that um, I was afraid to be found out everywhere and to see that on the wall that the only thing I needed to do to be part of this group was just to have a desire to not drink. I didn't even have to not drink. I just had to want to not drink. That's so huge. And it kept me coming back because I, for the first time in my life, I felt like I honestly, overtly in the light of day belong somewhere. You know, I've had a spiritual experience as a result of working the steps and I no longer have to depend on substances, whatever they are. And if I have to, in my mind, talk about my my drug use in the context of my alcohol use, I'm okay with that. And I think that kind of roominess and all, all inclusiveness, it's so powerful for me anyway. And, you know, I, I like that, that AA is open like that. So. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think I agree a hundred percent. I think um, what you're saying about the fact that we are all suffering from a spiritual malady when we get here. And this program is about providing us, it's about us learning how to step into the spiritual solution. And the spiritual solution really eliminates the need for all of the things that we might fill the hole in the soul with. Alcohol being one of them, drugs being one of them. I mean, sex, relationships, worry, spending, gambling. I mean, there's a, the list goes on. This program, though, does focus on alcoholism as, as the, you know, we, we do try to help alcoholics as our primary purpose. but. I agree with what you're saying. I love the openness and inclusiveness of it. You know, there are meetings, I think, that are kind of strict about not mentioning any of their outside substances or issues. But more and more, I think we're seeing that most alcoholics come into the room suffering from several different issues. And then sometimes as we recover, you know, from the issue of alcoholism, as we start working the steps, we start realizing that there may may be other addictions also. We just had a guest on recently that was telling us that you know, he did suffer from other addictions that he didn't realize until he was 10 or 12 years in. So there are other programs. I, I have a dear friend that says, if step six and seven don't help you with your issue, that you might require another program. 12-step recovery is available to anybody, regardless of what their addiction is. Um, but at the heart of it, yeah, it's the spiritual malady. Um, what I love about this for me is that this 
statement of the only requirement for membership is, is a desire to stop drinking. And then the fact that this is a spiritual program of recovery, it almost by extension gives me insight into what my higher power is for me, which is I am a loved child of my higher power and nothing I've ever done, nothing I've ever done, nothing I've ever used, nothing I've ever said, nothing, nothing that I've ever done as a human being precludes me from receiving the love of my higher power. And the recovery that he offers, or he, she, it, whatever offers, the resurrection that it offers, you know, the expansion, all the things that that I get as a result of having a relationship with my higher power. So to me, this little statement in Alcoholics Anonymous on the wall, on the traditions, just gives me a slight glimpse into what that looks like for me um, and to what my higher power uh, has turned into, which is all inclusive. And, and it's for everyone. And it's also helped me to be a better person with regard to how I treat others. Like that means that I need, if I expect that kind of welcoming attitude, um, that no matter what I've ever done, I belong, then no matter what anyone else has ever done, they belong. What matters is that in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, everybody belongs and everybody's entitled to this thing. So, I mean, it has me thinking about the last paragraph of the Daily Reflection today, where it says, without a higher power, I found in the fellowship, my life would be meaningless. I am full of gratitude to be a member of good standing in Alcoholics Anonymous. Without a higher power found in the fellowship, my life would be meaningless. Yeah. And I like what you said about your higher power. Like it's almost like AA is modeled on the acceptance and openness of a higher power. Like the higher power is available to anyone. And so is AA. I like what it says about, you know, being meaningless. I've, I've found that to be the case. In AA, I found true purpose in life, you know, to stay sober and help another alcoholic. And that's, that's like a, a great way to add meaning to your life. You know, so if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking maybe you don't belong because you have issues outside of your drinking, you know, consider the fact that those other issues don't preclude you from membership in AA. If you think you have a problem with drinking, if when you take one drink, you can't control how much you take. And if you, if you can't stop drinking and you can't just stay away from a drink, you probably have an issue, probably have a problem with alcohol and Alcoholics Anonymous can help you address that. 100%. And I also think that regardless of your alcoholism, no matter what you've done, chances are so many of us have also done it. We welcome you here. You're, you are welcome. You belong and you deserve the same help everybody else here gets. All right, great. Lee, anything else we need to tell the audience before we wrap? No, I'm just grateful. Grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. Grateful for the traditions. I'm just so glad to be sober today. So blessed. Well, I'm going to drop a, a quick reminder. Join us on Facebook. We've got a wonderful community growing up. And uh, I think at last I checked, there were 451 members in the Facebook group alone. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. People are uh, commenting on on the posts and on the podcast episodes. Um, there's even folks writing stories and uh, it's just a, a great thing to watch. It's available at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. We're also on Twitter at daily reflector. That's O-R daily reflector. And uh, we write about recovery on our blog at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. So um, we hope to see you there. And lastly, a, a plea, if you're listening to this on a podcast app like Apple Podcasts, for example, 
they give you the ability to provide a rating. And this is powerful for a couple of reasons. First, because we want to know what you think. Uh, we really, truly appreciate your honest review. If you enjoy the episode, go ahead and give us a five star. Essentially, you're going to be helping us to help our guests carry the message to a wider audience. So we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode.